Hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to the MFA graduating class readings. Uh, it's a really exciting time, uh, and I'm not going to waste anybody's time so we can get to these readers. What we're going to have, I should tell you, t turn your phones down, those kinds of things. Um, we're going to be running like clockwork here. Um, we have uh, Amy Forrest, Ryan Luz, Carl Ford Martinez, Lester O'Connor, Nikolai Pepe, Lorraine Graham, and Ali Moreno will be reading. Uh, they will say each other's names when they're done with their reading, and, and uh, then the next person will be up, so you'll be able to distinguish them from each other. Uh, so, um, without further ado, uh, Amy Forrest is reading first. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I am reading um, two excerpts from my novel project. Um, it's, hmm, well, I'm just going to read. <laughs> the first one is called Next Question. Did they even like each other? They were sexy people. I suppose they had what people think of as chemistry. We wouldn't have called it chemistry then. No, no. They all agree. I don't think we even knew what chemistry was. I still don't know what chemistry is, I say. And they all laugh. He had that mixed-up cruelty and gentleness thing that some women adore. Mother was outright sexy with that gap in her teeth and that curly hair and that throaty voice. A masculine sexiness like Jane Russell. Yes, that tall, broad-shouldered thing, that air of authority. He appreciated a strong woman. He was very bold, but he didn't like being in charge of anything. He was gentle with animals. Do you think Mother thought that meant he would be good with children? In a way, he was. This was met with snorts of derision. He was, in a way, I mean. Sexy wasn't a word that people used then, not in the way they use it now. I have to say I'm disgusted by this conversation. Annabeth, ask a different question. Sexy didn't have the same connotations then as it does now. It was the kind of word you used to explain something gone wrong, a bad influence, hot wind and the scent of jasmine, baby. Oh, shut up, Edie. I wonder sometimes what people thought afterwards. How can we know what they thought of each other? I don't know what they thought of each other. They were so cruel and distant. Everybody was, though, all of the parents, but especially ours. Yes, except the Johnsons. Oh, the Johnsons, they were so sweet. They were atheists, though. What does that have to do with anything? Do with what? More wine? Yes, yes, the Johnsons. What? You ask what the Johnsons, Johnsons' atheism has to do with their parenting style. Oh, that. Well, I'm turned around. I thought we'd be looking back at Richmond. No, see, the city's right there. God, look at the lights on the water. So beautiful. Yes. That their atheism was a sort of moral laziness, like their parenting. I love them. I have to interject here. Can we read it now, Annabeth? No, nobody's ever going to read it, probably. Edie, are you an atheist out of moral laziness? No, darling. Intellectual rigor. Well, then you can't say the Johnsons. Yes, yes, but it stemmed from the same kind of thing as what made them go sailing on Sunday mornings rather than heading for church. God, sailing with the Johnsons. Remember that? I want that boat. I know, seriously. Was that of spiritual rigor that they made us put on church clothes and go to Sunday school while they slept in? Were they sleeping in? A different kind of rigor, if you know what I mean. Do you know I never even thought of that? Holy shit, was that what all the parents were doing? Like sanctioned Sunday morning nookie? Gross. 
Interesting how we've worked our way back around to sex. Everything is about sex. Annabeth, you're so raunchy for a prude. I didn't even say anything, Will. That was Jenny. Next question. Did you love him? Come on, people. Let's not all talk at once. I thought that would be an easy one. You were the oldest. You don't remember. I remember. It was different for you. He didn't get crazy until you weren't a kid anymore. He wasn't crazy. Yes, he was. Don't say that. He wasn't crazy. You said you wanted us to remember. And then you have the balls to question our memories. Fuck you. Shh, Will. Let's talk about the Johnson's boat some more. How sick is it that we'd rather talk about whether or not our parents were sexy than whether or not we loved them? I was just scared shitless. Even his love was warped. The tickling. Annabeth, even you can't have forgotten that. No, until you wet your pants. I finally figured out that if I just went ahead and wet my pants first thing, it'd be over sooner. Taking a chance on that one, sir. Taking a chance on everything. But you could walk past him sometimes and you'd stroke your head. Remember that? Like all the love he had to give was in his hand right then. That's what you always hoped for. That's why it was so horrible. Edie tamps out a cigarette in the lacquered Japanese dish that Mac's wife Jenny gave her to use as an ashtray. Jenny hovers with the wine bottle. Smoke wafts across the table and toward the bay. They all gaze at the city lights across the water. Annabeth writes furiously in a notebook. The siblings' husbands and wives are accustomed to the way the siblings banter, the easily reopened wounds. Three of them are round two spouses, the round one spouses having either left or been replaced. The remaining round one spouse is in hospice care. Soon there won't be any round one spouses left. Evie's second husband yawns and surreptitiously checks the time. It is only 9.15. Too early for the conversation to have reached this wounded pitch. They're arguing about a teacher now, a fifth grade teacher they all had, who was purportedly in love with their long dead father. He could recite this part himself. Miss Lomberg, with those Mayan features, no, she was Jewish, and those clothes, bohemian before it was chic. And she always asked us if Daddy was coming to back to school night. Do you remember? Do you remember? Jesus, let the man rest. He goes inside to pee and to see if he can find a ball game on TV. This one's called Edie Will Remember What the Others Will Choose to Forget. Hairbrush, brown belt, monogrammed buckle equals worse. Black belt, rolled up newspaper, cloth napkin, merely folded if it's a mild infraction like elbows on the table. Twisted and knotted for contradicting, interrupting, fighting. A fork, only once in the back of Will's hand, took forever to heal. Umbrella, not so bad. There's a lot of give in those spines all tucked away among the folded fabric. The iron, it was on. Annabeth has a scar on her shoulder, but she denies that it happened. We were there, but we don't argue. Stay away from his golf clubs. God, I thought I was going to die. That was the first time for me. I just turned seven. Bowls of things, hot oatmeal, white rice, mayonnaise. We were eating artichokes. He thumped it down on my head like a hat, so mayonnaise glopped down my face and got in my eyes. My hair was greasy for two weeks. The never-ending greasiness was worse than father's face when he did it, like he hated me, like he wanted me to die right then from having a bowl of mayonnaise dumped on top of my head. Did he actually think a bowl of mayonnaise could kill me? Was he that mad? Mother didn't do a thing. Annabeth went to get a wet dish towel. Don't move, Edie, she said, so sweet, and I didn't even cry. Will ate my artichoke. I love artichokes. I can't remember what I did wrong. Lolly's leash. It is leather. Hildy's leash is some kind of woven material. He never hits the dogs. Back of his hand, back of his hand, back of his hand, back of his hand. Instead of a wedding band, he wears a signet ring that belonged to Mother's father, and it broke one of Will's teeth. Mother told Dr. Bisbee that he'd fallen, but he hadn't. The doorknob of the door to his den. 
On more than one occasion, when we've been the correct height and his timing has been good, he slammed the door just right and clocked one of us in the back of the head as we hurried out of the den to lick our wounds. The car door that time he was furious and slammed it. The top of Annabeth's middle finger fell right off into the dirt, but I think that was an accident. Mother didn't even walk around the car to comfort Annabeth. She just said, the keys, Otto, and handed him the keys so he could drive Annabeth to the hospital to have it stitched back on. They didn't do a very good job. It's tilted at the tip as if the doctor had been at the martinis when they called him in to stitch the finger back on, and he wasn't quite paying attention. It's too bad, too, because Annabeth is the best of any of us at the piano, and she could use that finger. Fishing rod. But we all should have known better. I mean, it was obvious how it would end when we got laughing at the way he reeled in the fish like it was a whale, and then it turned out to be practically a minnow. Mac thought it was funniest, and we got laughing at Mac's laughter, and Father can't stand being laughed at. It wasn't Mac's fault. He was only three. Mother mostly kept him in a cardboard box then, as if he were a pet. Even when she played bridge... Will and I couldn't ever decide if it was because she liked him best or least. He's the only one of us who has brown eyes. The rest of us have blue. He would chew on the edge of the box, so it was all roughly from tooth marks and wetness. It doesn't start until we're seven anyway. Seven is the magic age. Mac will be seven in March. That's five months. He has five more months. Brown sheepskin slipper. Thank you. Please Please welcome Ryan Les. Thank you, Amy. Um, so my nephews are here. They're like the things running around. Uh, so, like, it's hard. They're, they're, um, so if they leave after this, like, excuse them. You know what I mean? Like, they're two tiny children that they brought here. It, on, I told her, and she's like, can babies come? And I was like, yeah, for me. You know what I mean? So they could be loud for me, but um, if they leave, it's not like, they'll know better. You know what I mean? They, they don't know. A lot of us here don't know that much about poetry, especially them, though, you know? So, but thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, this is actually their first poetry reading, obviously. But I believe it's also my mom's. And she's here today. So this is good news. Okay. <laughs> um, so this first poem, haha, <laughs> I sigh. Um, so this first poem um, is about spiders, and my girlfriend Annabelle is like terrified of spiders. Was, she was in the bathroom, and a spider fell at her house, and she walked 16 blocks to my house. I'm not even joking. I was like, that's ridiculous, but she's scared. So this is about spiders, but uh, kind of sentimentalizes them or something. It's called Stay Thick. Those spiders suspended from each corner of my room and underneath the kitchen cupboards. They asked me about the one of them that, when I showered this morning, sat on the porcelain edge and found himself within range of the shower mist. His legs, so entirely delicate in their spindling length, withered beneath the weight of water. Drowned in the minute puddle, he laid there lifeless, as if he'd spent several months between, pressed between the pages of a book. I tried distracting them with stories of sea wasps and oarfish. I told them of the white-winged guan, how for a century they were believed to be extinct, plucked out of the rainforest by the cruel simplicity of things, and how it turned out in 1977, we, us humans, found one living in Peru, that they weren't extinct, in fact. Many of them got hopeful when I told them this and stilted back to the bathroom to see if that spider hadn't actually been crushed under the weight of just a few droplets of water, that maybe, like the white-winged guan, he was only thought to have been extinct, 
Hey, buddy. <laughs> but they found him still and cold and went somber again. And I left that room without posting the tiny leaflets I had made, warning of the, damp- the dampness there, the distance required to stay thick. It's so hard. I'm, like, sad. Uh, uh, okay, Memorial Day. Uh, this is a true story that happened on Memorial Day. The boy and the girl pass back and forth a ball between them with wooden paddles. Their feet scrub divots into the sand, and the ball sometimes comes to rest in them. The ball is the same blue as the girl's toenail polish. The boy and girl sometimes touch the sand that the ocean just touched. The ocean sometimes rushes up the beach to touch them itself. The boy explains waves. Two massive hands reach up from the center of the earth and squeeze the water between their fingers like a massive dough. The boy is shirtless. The girl is shirtless. Look, if you're lovely, you're lovely. Look, those hands are lovely. And the girl skipping through the receding water after the little blue ball. This is another true story, like word-for-word dialogue of something that happened at work one day. It's called Peach. She held out her hand to show me she was holding a peach. Would you like a peach, she said. I said, no thank you. And she insisted, they're good. And I said, I'm sorry. But she didn't hear me quite and said, what? And I had to say again and more clearly, I'm sorry for not wanting your peach. (laughs) I'm weird. I like, there's a bunch of fruits I don't like, which my mom is like always. But she's still, she's like, do you want some, I made some strawberry something or other. I'm like, mom. I still don't like strawberries. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like how Annabelle is afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of strawberries. Beyond all logical. You too? I'm afraid of The only person I've ever met. Thank you. Oh, that is not. We have a different fear. <laughs> okay. Because um, other other fruits, other berries and melons are involved. So I don't know what it is. Okay, this one's called knots. You need the muscles of my back. We call them knots, like the darkened clots of tree flesh. You tell me a tornado is an unwinding knot of sky. I say the men my mother loves tie knots. Fishermen them all. And often they make little gifts of them to me. This is not a true story, but I wish it was. It's called deer. Deer. It died here in my lap a week ago now, but I still can't stand to bury this house cat. I'll be here a while, hoping for some keen-nosed bird to stumble upon us, perhaps. Just writing to thank you for that fantastic salt and pepper set. I don't see how I can send this soon, but I can't move now, and I miss you and this cat terribly. I have this oversized bottle of water here. It's from yesterday. And I'm a conservationist. Keith, Keith just helped me edit this poem, like, literally, 15 minutes ago. I do what I can. <laughs> it's called A Bird, and my mom's going to love a line from this. A bird landing briefly in the wet cement, flying off. My grandfather sat in his garage and made a little garage for me. It seems an arrow just forgets the bird of flying. Things spring in and out of existence. We've got eggs and a bunch of other shit. We have omelets. The Hindenburg catches fire just once, and we find this world largely blimpless, and the entire Zeppelin industry seemingly held up by only a tire company and a cartoon pilot dog named Snoopy, circling above our sporting events to provide our returns from commercial breaks with breathtaking aerial images to thank those of us that held on. Okay.
So two more left. This one's called He Turned Open the Gate. Of course I stood behind it. He walked through. I held up a candle to his face and the hair around his ears. He took a bulb from the lamp and showed it could be eaten. I buckled our seatbelts. He drove the station wagon. I played string from the cliffs. He flew a fishing line. I saw a bird in the popcorn ceiling. He whistled wildly. I picked a stone up. He picked up a stone. We banged the stones together. Even our cars caught fire. I grabbed a bag of soccer balls, and he took out the keys. I held the smoke in my hair. He said something through the heat. I'm standing above the ground. He's wearing a baseball cap. And this is the, so this is the final poem of my manuscript. And it is the final poem of this. <laughs> Doubles. Uh, and it involves a spider, too. So we started with spiders. I'm with spiders. And then, Annabelle, we would be rid of spiders forever. Okay. It's called Comes With. The spider crawls first to my wrist, down the bones like a web on the back of my hand, follows the one that leads him to the bell of the bicycle. He tethers himself there and goes like a tiny anchor in the wind. <laughs> All right. All is well. If he could read, I'd have him read this. But next up is Cara Ford Martinez. beginning of a story, <clears throat> which is part of the collection of stories that make up my thesis. The stories are interconnected and focus on five generations of women from the same family. This piece is called On the Banks. It takes place in 2007 on the outskirts of Los Angeles, and it begins with a riddle. I can run, but never walk. I have a mouth, but do not talk. I have a head, but never weep. I have a bed, but cannot sleep. Who am I? The man was speaking to Tina, but his eyes were on Adeline. He was looking directly at her, like he knew what she had done. She flinched and lowered her eyes, edging closer behind Tina, which was hard because Adeline was a full head taller and twice as wide. Tina held the earrings up so they caught the light. Although it was morning, it was gloomy in the shop. They're real emeralds. I said, I'm not interested, the man said. I'm sorry. But they're antique. I know because they've been in my family for at least a hundred years. Then your daughter might like to wear them someday. Tina plucked the ear plunked the earrings on the counter. They clinked on the glass. Is this a pawn shop or not? Adeline felt the man's eyes on her tangled red hair. She didn't understand why he was staring at her. It hadn't been her idea to take the earrings. Tina had talked her into it. Yes, she, Adeline, had taken them out of Hannah's jewelry box, but only because of Tina. The emeralds didn't belong to Hannah, Tina had said. They were supposed to be hers, to give to Adeline when she was older. What else did she have to give, Tina had asked, holding Adeline's face in her hands. But now the earrings were about to be pawned. Adeline blushed. 
She remembered when the earrings had been passed down to her cousin Hannah on her 13th birthday. Tina picked up the earrings. The teardrop stones flickered in her hands as though lit from within by, her own green, by their own green light. She dangled them before the man. 150, that's a lot less than they're worth and you know it. The man leaned on the counter. His hair was black and wet as ink. He had a mustache just like Uncle Michael. He looked clean. Adeline hunched lower. But now the man wasn't scrutinizing her. He was looking directly at Tina. No thanks, he said. I really need the money. Is it for her? Yes. Tina reached her hand back to clasp Adeline's. Her hand was shaking. Always. Always, he repeated, staring at Tina. We really need the money. Adeline pulled at Tina's shirt. Let's go. Wait, Tina whispered to Adeline. She leaned closer to the man. 120, please. I don't want to embarrass you in front of your daughter, but like I said, I'm not interested. Why? You've been here before. Tina dropped Adeline's hand and put the earrings in her pocket. They exited the dark pawn shop with its assortment of guitars, televisions, racks of guns and watches. It was bright and noisy on the street. Tina lit a cigarette. Adeline bent over and adjusted the sticky right wheel on her suitcase. The door pinged open behind her. Wait, the man said. He was carrying a small canvas backpack. Now wait just a minute, okay? For the little girl. Adeline took the pack. It was heavy, and she felt the edges of something hard and something soft. She looked at Tina and then the man. His eyebrows were raised as though he wanted to ask her a question. Her face felt hot. Thanks, she whispered. The pawnbroker smiled. You take care, okay? <clears throat> oh, there's a break. That one, Adeline said and pointed. All morning long, Tina had asked her to choose, and now, finally, they stood with their suitcases on the riverbank, right below the Spanish-style house. Are you sure? Adeline pushed her frizzy red hair off her shoulders. She liked how the house sat proudly above the river, even though it had a brown, scratchy lawn. There was a big oak tree in the yard, probably the oldest tree in the development, and an orange-tile roof with a chimney. She never lived in a two-story house. Yes. Are you absolutely sure, Tina asked. She nodded enthusiastically. I'm sure. On the river bank, the cottonwoods shivered like rain was pummeling their leaves. There were dark rings around the tree trunks near the bank, but Adeline knew there would be no more rain, no deeper flow than the green water pulling through cattails and reeds. She readjusted her backpack so that it was centered between her shoulder blades. She was fat and she knew it, and because of this, the tiny bag tended to slip to one side. But if she tightened the straps, they dug into her armpits, pushing out little pouches of fat. She hadn't taken the backpack off since the day before, when the man from the pan pawn shop had given it to her, packed with cans of soup and bread. They'd eaten one of the soups, but it was still heavy. She was wearing both of her jackets. Tina squatted down by the river, splashing water on her face. Wash your hands. Adeline's fortune teller lines showed up white against dirt cake palms. Her fingernails were black crescents. There was no way she could get clean without soap. She knew the answer, but she asked it anyway, just in case. Can't I do it at the house? There won't be any water. Tina dried her hands on her flannel jacket. Wait here, she said. Adeline wanted to be first to cross the river and reach the new house, but she knew Tina had to go first. She was the mother. 
Tina took off her jacket and shoes and socks and rolled up her jeans. Her feet were bleached below her ankles. They were too skinny, Adeline thought, like chicken bones. Tina had lost a ton of weight. She'd always been thin, but now her brown eyes dominated her face. She had a short haircut. Adeline remembered how proud Tina used to be of her waist-length hair, a red shade so deep it was almost black. Tina called it burgundy. Tina lit a cigarette. Adeline wanted to run over and hug Tina and tell her to stop smoking, but she couldn't. The last time they'd hugged, Adeline had felt Tina's ribs through her shirt, and Tina had it squeeze her back. She leaned backwards like she was going to topple over under Adeline's weight, like Adeline was that fat. Adeline faced the cottonwood tree, leaning her head into its trunk with the tip of her thumb in her mouth. Her back ached from trying not to cry. She felt a hand on her shoulder. It was cold. You have to pay attention to how I cross it. Tina's voice was low and rough with a hint of pleading. Okay, Adeline said, swallowing. She turned to watch. Tina went back to the river. She hopped from one rock to another, using a small willow branch as a bridge, but when she reached a part of the river without any rocks, she had to slip into the water. Fuck, Tina said. I mean, shit, shoot. The water reached her hips. She held her arms up and waded across. On the far bank, she turned and held a finger to her lips. Okay, I'll end now. <laughs> um, thank you. Next up... <laughs> Next up is Lester O'Connor. Thanks, everyone. Do I need to put this up, or can you hear me like this? You need to put it up more? I'm a little tall. Is that better? Okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for being here. Thanks um, um, for a wonderful three years, and this is a great way to end it. Um, this one's called, I'm going to read one piece, um, it's called um, Living Arrangement. <laughs> Ruckuses truncate mornings to stubs of days, tropical storms throwing jabs through scrapyard rooftops. Eden's on the mines again, fidgeting on couches, buckets to the brim, politician trysts risking candidacies. Rationing the last of the basmati in empty ragu jars. Thumbing through catalogs, highlighting wildlife frozen and delivered, dishes piling up in the kitchen, confusing clean laundry bins with soiled bins, soiled from cats whose, litters, whose litter boxes sopped up all the urine it can handle. Even litter boxes are Edens next to certain heterotopias, asylums, prisons, cemeteries, crazy, sexy, cool, or none of the above, retroactively injecting flavor into flimsy sheets of flank, landing a gig to speak, but uh, can't but filibust daring austerity measures interest disproportionately thorough. Oh, the Europe we've been wanting without the passport lines. Dismal, dismal cannabis wisdom wins out. Thinking is a past time. Rehearsed speeches, flubs, crushed cans, a 99 cent only bag, a parking ticket, institutionalized grift, con join body to breath in an effort to keep fit through backaches. Prescriptions poking holes in the gut, virtual ulcers in the retina, the popping of every joy, joint, the urge is mandatory to keep a log of every arousal, every tickling of the senses, the cats baiting each other while televisions blast deals for egg choppers, painless exercise regimens, the faint vacuum next door, storms elsewhere but nor'easter never paying these alleyways visits, 
the accidental vining of the neglected cherry tomato plant painted awning, tomato plant up black painted awning, neo-retro neon sign designed with no hum beside nodding palms, downstairs soccer post tryout party. Rare need for umbrella for rain of wood, shavings from top floor balcony, Friendship Motel's bearded man in tutu and G-string asking direction towards some name of street, name for state. Maps often flatten, but ground is rough, full of pockmarks. Browned pine needles in what was once desert. Plastic Mardi Gras beads, splintered red Dixie cups. Universal, universal truths are okay, says a book, if they preserve the strange particulars. Individuality or solitary confinement. Options stay on point with the message. The direct correlation between age and size, meat, grass-fed or otherwise, wrapped up shawarma, rages against the digestive system. The Bowie crooning over drugstore speakers, ashes to ashes, funk to fungi. Critic gives women permission to make fart jokes on screen. A website devoted to humor for supposedly anyone enrolled in at least one credit hour. Still can't crack the mystery of testosterone-driven yucks. Failed arugula salad experiment with toasted sesame wasabi dressing. Avocados don't turn if kept with its poisonous pit. Kiwi curdles the whipped Greek yogurt. A match in the mouth prevents onion tears. Sucking onion is aspirin for toothache. Rubbing raw side of garlic on pimple reduces redness. Drink plenty of water, gallons a day. Money gurus tell us everyone needs help with plastic. The rolling out of a brand new concept album around Imelda Marcos. The next drag superstar won't be announced until next week. Pills to squash, motto of always tomorrow. Next year's models roaming for a parking spot. Surely the drivers have nothing in common but bitter proximity, so they form an exclusive club. Never eat at restaurants with pictures on their menu. Duck testes, good for puree. But wait, did she... Did she prick her boyfriend's condoms with a needle, or push him down a flight of stairs, or install webcam, a webcam in her bathroom, or steal her neighbor's poodle to receive the $2,500 reward? Of these possibilities, lean more towards the Asian flavor. Reading about the multitudes, the thing, the dictionary definition of thing is an object that one need not, cannot, or does not wish to give a specific name or personal belongings a love affair, a matter for which one is concerned in action or in speech or thought, a concern, a subject, an event, an occurrence, a matter before the court. Example asks, what's so thingy about a dick? Coming together, the multitudes, the, but not in the note of Reffenstahl, Reffenstahl, so clean and put together, but frayed and spent together in what fuel-efficient car company calls the quiet revolution that slowly turns expectations. Why women make better cheaters than men? Which college is at the top of the nation for coffee lovers? Which Los Angeles hotspot earns James Beard Prize? Why liberals are smarter than conservatives? The nine most popular viral videos of the week. The transparency of cries for more transparency. When the cause itself is the message, the cheap wicker chair on its last leg. Some metaphors are synonyms of X rather than an, ap an approximation they ought to be. Lack of natural light in the kitchen forces fluorescent migraine. Bathtub reading electrocutes the careless. Imagine waves, clouds, and ships in shampooed lukewarm water. Ships landing ashore, led by the sirens. The sirens replaced by klaxons, klaxons by cat lapping at the faucet. Neighbor calling himself maintenance as he knocks from door to door. 
Goldberg variation aria, pundits doing the verb form of pundits, the truth about pills, false sense of security, a border fence is good for preserving the fragile desert from foot damage, runoff of Colorado snowpack melting into flood, but not water for drinking in deserts where conifer lookalikes grow into medusa wigs, seducing amateur enthusiasts into nomenclature, into no man's land, to no place, no man's an island, but a bunch, a glued together archipelago, fracking triggering seismic activity. The humankind is typically quite shallow. The ship that knocked the log cabins out, out from the fringes. The G.O. proud has British sister called LGB Tories. The contradictions in fortune cookie. Feng Shui, a chipped, bucks, a chipped bust of Mozart haggled, half price at Amvets. The restoration of a sur surplus store across the street. Uninviting, tightly spread sheets, washed, wrinkle-free like military. The nation-state is on the way out. The empire is in. Owls are out. Hedgehogs are on their way. Fly-fishing bait caught in the earlobes of millions. Think like a man stuns Hunger Games. Cannibal empanadas from Brazilian street cards. Cremation is a fad for the advanced. A hurried octogenarian doesn't have time for the flu. Self-expression is on trial. Alaska disclaiming this is the year. There's a fiber that goes with everything. Finger licking good enough to join the world's local bank. Escalating disputes. The globes are off. They're axes. Anyone can become one of the freshest places on earth. Think small. Lone women on a stone bench thinking through queer time and space again. A man's t-shirt announces he, hate, he loves haters. Pigeons fat from all the red velvet cupcake crumbs. Bearded musicians debating next year's release as LP or thumb drive. The body language warm, poised, main bodies posed with soldiers' broken psyches, wallowing in a post-urban cowboy recession. The unveiling of a trillion-dollar budget, Cupid, coupon, Valentine's Day heap of muscle, down on floor, legs pulled up close to fetal position, one scorched cadaver of the 350-plus in gutted prison, lugging the dead, hurled to a heavy thud, good luck message on a soccer ball en route to the States from Japan since the tsunami, definite article apt until next time, charged for some rainbow charred absent from canvas bag, coins in lucky, Japanese lucky cat for laundry, for slot machines, reading theory of the leisure class, the parts about the belief in luck, the part where gambling propensity is another subsidiary trait of the barbarian temperament, bingo altar of saints, no elbow on the table, turn the, sh shift right, turn the shirt right side in, the calling of numbers on balls, responses through thick smoke, off-brand exhalation, stale film on denim jackets, the breath of fresh airs behind the casino, past the parking structure, desert pathways encircling foreclosed canyon mansions, Tentacled branch brushing off hiding coyote, adolescent yuccas flustered blossoming, trauma quavering through the faulty reception. The medium is never more than the extension of the message. The message is clear. Who wore it better? Spot the knockoff. They're just like us. They have homes and gardens. Xeriscaping is the green way to go. Xeriscaping in lieu of lawns. Xeriscape to theme. Southwestern prickles, delphiniums, Mediterranean lavender, dogwood. Xeriscape, sweet Xeriscape. Xeriscape isn't murder or exercising demons. Xeriscaping isn't offing drafts via defenestration. No brainchild infanticidal tendency. No domicile. No, dem no demonym. Thank you. <laughs>
And up is Nikolai Berope. Hello. Uh, two, I'd like to thank um, uh, all staff and faculty and a lot of my peers um, who put up with me for three years. I would not exchange it for nothing. So it's a lot of money, maybe. <laughs> True story. Two cholos were smoking a joint at the bus stop on the corner of 37th. Sir Vandal and Randall II. Not at the bus stop exactly, but close to it. Near the wall of the furniture store with the big pink and green no credit, no problem signs. Gang members like these like to stand near the bus stop. The people taking the bus like to see them. Not just these two, but 5, 10, 15, 20. They get this all in their heads seeing a bunch of gang members hanging on the street corner. Normal people didn't like to use this bus stop. Only elderly people, small groups of the mentally ill, handicapped and alcoholics. Vandal would wait for a bus to stop, people to get on and off, the bus driver to start checking passes, then get tags up on the windows and sides. You know, I got gum in my mouth. That's such a... <laughs> Young kids on city streets wearing tank tops and jeans, out on the streets for days, some with shit stains in their underwear. A whole bunch of gang members lined up on a wall. You look out a window at how shitty the neighborhood is. Little boys and girls who look like the faces of missing children portraits out there open mouth laughing with fellow gang members. People who sag their jeans. A gang member couple with their baby, laughing, tripping out on how big its penis is when it's really a hernia. Gang members walking, gang members with walking pneumonia, cross the street wearing a scarf and smoking a joint. Sometimes a fight would break out, and you could catch a glimpse of different styles. For the gang members close to the bus stop was smart. If it looked like the cops were going to swoop, someone could hop on the bus, get off a block or two later, then walk back. People liked to see the cops lining them up, throwing them up against the wall, slapping handcuffs on them like a saggy shoulder picture of a stereotype, searching them down, patting on their nuts. Little Randall said, let me get that. Vandal passed in the joint. He said, ho ho. Vandal told him, I've been working on those new rhymes. Between hits, Randall said, oh yeah? Vandal threw his beard out on the sidewalk. It's new shit. It goes like this. He took a b-boy stance. True story. I've seen brothers kill brothers. My homie's pop beat on his mother till we had to blast him down. He wasn't fucking around. Cops searching the sidewalks. Circling blood dots. Shit stashed on the rooftops. Stuck in the gutter drops. Chicks get trained on trying to get their gang on. Twelve-year-olds with tattoos, necks and arms. Robbing houses for firearms. Backing trucks up in gun shops. Police duck from gunshots. Bullets flew through the window while I was eating a carne asada burrito. <laughs> People lost eyes and shit. Young kids start new clicks. Saw the first pubes on my dick in juvenile hall. Moms bugged out on the phone call. 
Hadn't seen me in two years, said the answer to her worst fears. I was alive by the fuck up, called her a bitch, then hung up. Rambo took a quick hit and passed it back. He busted out a rhyme of his own. He took an over-exotic b-boy stance. Something like a Robotech would do. Yo, true story. It's young Rambo and Vandal, and you can't fade us. Dodge, parry, mitigate our damage, or evade us. Wheel some angel dust. We're hearing records and trains. There's a painting in my head. It's a wedge in my brain. A coat of arms underwater on the moss. The first time you and your guild killed a boss. Vandal interrupted him. Seven's coming. Young Rambo could see its moth windows on the rise. That's four minutes, though. Cool, thank you. <laughs> Next we have Lorraine Graham. <laughs> skeptical about doing an MFA, um, but it's been a really productive and very meaningful experience. I'm not going to read for my thesis project because none of the sections excerpt into anything less than 15 minutes. So I thought I would read um, from another manuscript that I completed during my time here, um, and one that, unlike my thesis, I actually workshopped quite a bit. It doesn't have a name, so if you have a good name for it. I want to dress like Hal Worthington and hula hoop across the country, somehow in tribute to Peace Pilgrim. The rest of this poem is censored, or we can just make this the poem, floor plan, teacher. Fuck off, I said, kind of an accident, till the surfer coming down his private dock, he'd said good morning. Cannot seem you be our date. While discussing forgiveness, I got sidetracked and thought about the most recent roadkill, a smashed raccoon in the bicycle lane near the lagoon, and then imagined explaining my forgiveness to a friend who would think it was stupid. Intuition has been off today. Hey, Lester, I left my phone on the chair, and I needed to time myself. Okay. You want me to be like... No, I won't break And the poet's always asked, how much more time do I have? Like, you can't be like, oh, wait, so I should keep track. Intuition has been off today. The captions of the previous commercial stay with the next one, and I think, love, and how do we say the experience was rich? You're telling me the story of volunteering at the Rabbit Rescue Center. This is the worst, the worst, this worst, that worst. Malediction. Malediction, which is it? A chance of drizzle after God I am bored. Save me from fake marble columns. Assignment project deadline due makes a good day to wear red and we think, haha, is that an okay combination? My iHeart public transportation shirt is see-through. We will do listening exercises every day except for Thursday. On Thursday we will watch the hills. And that Jesus Camp documentary, God, 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 and inadvertent swearing words. I don't know what death is like. 
How long has it been? I mean, how long have you not wanted to get out of bed one minute to dinner? Our relationship was about how to be like frites and pureed potatoes, she said. It was enharmonic like British food, she said. Game over digital groom and bride t-shirt. Kind men in high-rise pants fill up my heart with job. For I have always wanted to be a kind man in high-rise pants with a steady income and a cell phone and a long commute. The man is etc. Big squid washing up on Oregon Beach. <laughs> Tire of hair to dry, autobiography this way, then this way, then this way. Artistic people will wear scarves and sometimes baseball hats. Word as breakfast, rib, bacteria as daily food chain. You are the so-and-so that started everything. Laid on the bus, road closure, and he says he doesn't understand railroad accidents in California. He says that where he's from, even drunk men don't fall asleep on the railroad tracks. Are you tired of it yet? can't hear the answer through the waves. The weather is done with our sanctity. Pacific, California, Pacific, precisely. Southern California when the sun leaves. We don't have fingers to count the illnesses, injuries, and deaths of the people we know. If this were a bus or a train, I'd throw more parties. If you'd throw more parties, I'd take up surfing and be gracious with small talk. Nothing is discreet, number, person, house, poem. Sitting on the balcony as the sun goes by, bus goes by. Not enough people on buses or balconies. I don't understand you, so I think you're making fun of me. Right until we throw up or only right at stoplights. I don't understand you, but I see you're anxious for connection. I've forgotten my phone number off my phone. From blank stare, modern man's current address, wall-to-wall -wall precarious over-limit texting to share this inexplicable exaltation. At one point, I thought we would be different from co-workers, peer, partners, many-sided progress to point to find pleasure in blood. Mantle of apartments with no mantle or fire. Look at this, slip the social. A military ship used to moor there. What kind of ship? What kind of hawk? A street to walk on at night in the club in shoes that give us shin splints. Wake up and love with each other, with the rat on the carpet. Hmm. Understand love to interpret the world through rejection, dancing through the stage. We can hardly function open. I wear my sunglasses on the bus. Any message might come along to persuade us. We watched the documentary about Jonestown during our family visit. Most of everyday life is not joyful participation in shared ritual, but the demanding work of dismissing, criticizing, filtering the culture in which we come in contact. Couldn't go left, so I break to avoid both door and person. My head is fine, but my butt is all scratched up. And she was holding me, and I was saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. I love my girlfriend, but is disdain for Celine Dion innate or learned? Is her ululatory arm flinging unforgivable? 
I love you because I imagine other people find you beautiful. To be aware of it all, but not look. As long as life seems to be working, the embedded teachers of life are working. Conversations pile up. And this last section I'm going to read is, at some point in the middle of writing this manuscript, I got tired, and so I took all the vocabulary and what I'd written, and I rearranged it, and I had a... I had a process, um, but I didn't write it down, so don't ask me. Um, but I think you can sort of tell a little bit of what the process might have been. Love me up, my and bus says, and by love bus says me, my up says, throw my love up, by me, don't bus, and throw, by me, says up my love, and think up love, don't throw, says me, kind bus, don't love, think by me, he says, and throw my, and he said, bus think, says, kind me, throw by, don't my. Quiver kind, my he said, want, want quiver, said he kind way, good quiver day, my want way. Phone quiver, good want, day, want my supposed good phone day, just supposed phone, good day, my long supposed, just supposed phone, good, just God, long supposed good phone, open, God, just supposed, can't open God, long, just no, can't open God, long, can't know person, God, open, people, person, no, can't open, going, people, person, can't know us, going, no person, people, water, us, going, small. Say small, California. Water poem, California. Say man poem, say California. World man poem, food world, man poem, California. Man watch food world, find food, watch world. Come watch, find food. Come it, find watch. Find parrot, come it, nausea it. Come parrot, a wash it, parrot, nausea, back a wash, nausea. Feel back a wash, feel back. Everyday back feel isn't everyday, isn't expect, isn't. Fun, expect, sir, expect, fun, nearly fun, sir, nearly cut, sir, cut nearly, understand? Girls, understand, cut, little understand, girls, what, little girls, little what, watching, watching, what, life, road, life, watching your life, your hair, your walking hair, hair, walking, squid, backache, walking, squid, car, backache, squid, backache, get car, ritual, car. Get ritual, no, working, no, ritual, center, working, no, country, center, working, real, center, real, country, emotion, green, emotion, real, green, emotion, men, green, sun, men, here, men, sun, here, share, sun, breakfast, here, share, breakfast, worst, breakfast, high. Scientist high time, scientist times, live time, stay live, find, say, listen, find, listen thing, emotions thing, leaning emotions to stay sleeping, to say door sleeping, feeling door gold, feeling new, new shirt cloud, shirt more, work more, tell work, tell chest, bacteria chest, heart bacteria, heart, I've leaves, I've heat mantle time, nighttime waves took night, rains took bed, rains, bed face goes face, goes peers, layer peers, take layer, take railroad, Europe railroad cards, crowds, it's railroad crowds, it's answer, answer, ha, administrative, ha, swearing, administrative point, swearing, the worst point away, the worst universal away. Universal places, walk, places, arm, walk, story, arm, baby, story, early Pacific, Pacific Sea language, language, oh, oh, beach, do beach, do board, grass board, grass, entire, where? Where choice, fill Thursday, fill Thursday, right, share, post, post, talk, where wanted, ship, landscape, foreign, foreign, landscape, speak hot, horrible, hot, body, lower, body, 
Course lower, break course racing, public racing thought, public dinner thought, fake, dinner mail business fake, put business kinds, habit kind, swear, habit friends, swear, house, friends, house eat, middle, shoulders, middle, free shoulders, city felt, free city, drivers felt, building drivers, building horse, okay, horse, okay, keep cars tired, herd cars, workaholic herd, workaholic party dress, South dress, partially sternum, headache, documentary, headache, avoid documentary, nice, avoid, nice, interesting, interesting rain, imagine rain, imagine wall, gray wall, wingman, gray, thank you. Vision. We were born with Tagalog on our tongues, ink breathing Bobayan onto paper, fight that fucking rain. We are crafters of alphabet. A syllable is a song. We speak. A letter is an image, is a poem, and language is a zombie apocalypse. To be the culture or the petri dish that falls mainly on the plain. Bahala na, let it be. Bahala na, it is in God's hands. Bahala na, whatever. We often assume we must let and allow the letting, and yet there is more. Starting point. As river residents, as tagalongs, as they stream dreaming cradled in the arms of Uncle Sam, I am. I do not like green eggs and spam. Rock the little devil children and teach them how to speak. Snip their language like a wire hanger and by God straighten it out. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. Repeat, explain, forgive them, Lord, they know not. Knotted ropes on backsides, speak and be moved by this necessary wind. Let its sleeping clean savage trace the rain in Spain and begin by taking this last name. Filling and falling in the lines of this place will push you up the next rung. Speak, and speaking line and lineage will earn you a ticket out of the cage. Sign here, signage is significance. True story. This poem's kinda like my autobiography. Found baby. Found a baby in a box one middle of the night, found baby over there. Woman rang doorbell and ran off into the night, into the middle of it in the night, found baby, the woman, oh, a baby in a cardboard box, the child wrapped in clean towels, the night in a cardboard box with tags torn off, though the box, the clue, Panasonic, but clean towels, but baby doe, but child abandoned, but cardboard box in the middle of the night, what mother, their child, the box, what mother, a daughter, a newsreel, an anchor named John Kalia said she ran off, but the baby in a box. Her November would have a name, so the night wrapped in clean towels adopted a baby. The family to follow, so baby doe, to become what walking, a woman, a mother, but years, but poems, but baby in a box. Untitled. Little girls on bikes, little girls with scissors cut hair to hide in a hamper. Be little with little to think the dangerous, what happened to us in this year, a year and little left, would remember how to laugh that way, unwinding to care so few and afraid, to be laughed at, 
at home in the spaces far from, letting hair long, like bicycle rides, cloudy out shapes, the backyard birds of paradise, sliding in stockings, the wood floor in the hall, the dresses, high shoulders and lace, ladders to you we climb, ladders to linger up, where were you the night? For bent little lilies, tiny hands on a button, now several lucid comings back and alive, back the underground, the away pull flame, I flickered, showing rather clicked and snippets of film on a reel, here tell of my tunnel, a shelter, they say hide away and light turns but turn blue in the sun, to teach breath if before began feeling too, and wrong said's not better but want been falsely answered, needed only a back something to stand on. Some spirits and saying the seeing in wide eyes but mine, and awful in the shade of often yet stirring. They sing if even a signature of sameness dwindle in destination, the soaring and after the sky the seeds to rise. So full and undeserving of the shoulder, cold but untouched this time will be ours to show how sick of symptoms. Some said there will be days, will be days, will be days, be days. Here earth offered a sum a better destination, will have, will have, and haven't heaven. called Poem for Math Rock, and I wrote it while listening to Math Rock. <laughs> no one said easy, belief speak, speak easy and then, only catching often in several, criminal nights and times that could sever, be bodies in the river, be children in boxes, be some be and being and butcher them. Whatever says and can't, can't ever remember why rules, why measured, capture this after we run, run into and caught in the comeback, the cuffs, our ankles, keep holding and pushing in a room that can push back, sleeping and starving can be happy in a trailer, in a boarded up bedroom, in a canyon, sleep on it, sleep on it. Nobody, nobody, nobody thought there would be blood here, bloody ears, nobody. And we'd be fishing for hours on the tracks, kids on bicycles have it all. If we will never be anything good, we just wanted good enough to come knocking. How many of us would have doors open, stepping into it and sold our futures? And trash bins, little bonfires, guitars and closets smell just like burnt pages. And parents sow victory, give in, give in, get in through a window while young and good enough energy. Given hurdle will grow and kick down, and the kick running with rhythm on our heels, honor deals and make proud. The best when no one watching, but they will hear you, they will heal you. The day will heal you again and again and again. We'll feel different this time on the outskirts, hitting cliffs that we jump, no choice but to jump. And the little voices, all the little voices, looking back and remembering the little girl who lost herself in a room full of washed-up scholars. The fathers who don't know their sons from the mailman. And the mailman who rushed to the scene of the accident, a mangled car, and he assured us she never even knew what. To remind that too young we are taken, taken and still prime. Cutting. Stay here in the cutting, cross, cut across through here in a line. Stay, stay in the cutting, and once, once we feel it as we felt before. She was here and wasn't. She hums in there. The metal sings to us in the morning, and the engine starts starting and bringing back up. The cutting is here again. And sudden running to get to a place somewhere less sinking. Would running the answer, though cutting too close, never can protect criminals? Must that be the door, what we are, to be stolen and cut like a cookie? Like papered all snowflake, the chase chase, if snaking could save us from chopping down trees, I mean buildings, I mean blowing up things. And we are sinking this bad enough, say the cuffs, 
and we climb the restraints. We burn to stay, stay in the cutting. It's called the Cyborg Diaries. Can you taste, taste the metal tin hits your teeth? Can you freeze the membrane flesh around feelings? Feel free here and here as it were safe. Can you rub, rub legs like grasshopper? Can you hum at home drumming, pound, pounding me in? Drum me intelligible, drum me better, drum the same way as everyone else. Because we school, we told to play, play this way. A drum that was the sound and we broke it. Puncture it, bleed it out, out. Skin sack, ruffles, wind in the generator, hum to give new guts. The sacking, seeking little cyborg of a girl. Would it be better if I caved? Was born in a factory and boxed up like a toy, like winding, like marching, like tap tap, the monkey, a drum, like around round the ballerina, like battery, like dependent. Me better, be better, this way, right, right, if steel, if concrete is still a cage, if smile, if art still rat maze, and swallow rat or be swallowed, like, like this, should I supposed to wave? I mean, right. My last poem is called My Holes. Uh, they put tiny holes in my wrists and filled them with ink. Do you often leave the house that way, with all your naked holes? So I compared my holes to yours. I read somewhere feeding babies is like spackling. We spackle like hell. We practice. And they'll claim my holes aren't nearly black or deep enough that my holes are not welcome here. They pulled him out through the hole they made in me. At night, I lie awake in the hole, and it tells me my nice is a hole. That scares you? Well, that's a hole, too. Hole, regurgitate hole, burn throat, flush food, flush fat, dive in and spit out. You've told me this story before, but I act like I am a hole, my mother, my cardboard box. Once I had a needle in my breast so they could take a little hole. On the sixth try, they pulled it out. Hello, hole. It grows in me. When your hole grows up, it will want to be a scientist, a classical musician, an electrician, a paleontologist, a firefighter. It will want to have a baby before marriage and move in with its boyfriend. And to crawl inside her mouth would be especially holy. The closest you'll ever get to her, better than to hold hands or to hug. That some holes appear, the unfairness that a hole is written off, is not taken seriously, is not considered smart, not institutionally dug. You can tell a hole to go home, but it is home. Thank you. Maybe everybody who read could come up and take a final appearance. <laughs> and if anybody has wants to ask them any questions, that would be fine. Otherwise, they can just stand uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs>